Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world. This is Good Morning New York Real Estate, and I am Vince Rocco. On our show today, we will be, uh, will banning broker's fees actually save renters money? That question is being asked around the world as governments try to reduce move-in costs for renters. Over the past decade, Germany, Britain, Scotland, and Spain have ruled that landlords, not renters, should pay broker's fees. In a surprise ruling this month, New York has also adopted fee reforms. A judge, though, temporarily blocked the changes after real estate groups sued the New York Department of State. Will investigating reforms abroad offer insight into what might happen in New York? Well, the preliminary findings say... A ban looks like it will be good a uh, good deal for apartment hunters, not for agents. And in New York, they briefly celebrated. We will get into all of that this morning. We have members of the um, New York Residential Agent Continuum here to discuss. We are live from Smash Studios in Hudson Yards, New York City, as Good Morning New York gets underway on this Tuesday morning. In the news this morning, when renovations are complete in 2022, the storied Waldorf Astoria in Midtown Manhattan will house apartments to buy for the first time in its history. 375 of them to be precise, in addition to 375 revamped hotel rooms. The closed Waldorf Astoria has emerged last week as a condo building, testing whether nostalgia for a cherished landmark building can spark high-dollar deals in a market already glutted with luxury homes. The Park Avenue property, a high-society hangout that once counted Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe as tenants, has been getting primed for this moment since 2015. That's when a Chinese insurance group bought it for a record $1.95 million with plans to convert the iconic building. Five years later, the Waldorf is still a construction zone. Manhattan is awash in ultra-luxury condos, and the property's once high-flying owner has had its wings clipped. Units will not be ready until 2022, but the developer says the time is right to let the condo-buying public have a look. Their chance came last week when a sales office with a model apartment open to the public. Anne Hathaway is on the move again after selling her Dumbo condo back in 2014 and then buying an Upper West Side pad in 2016. The Oscar winner is now selling that Upper West Side penthouse. The two-bedroom, two-bath home at 18 West 74th Street has just hit the market for $3.495 million. The actress and her husband, Adam Schulman, purchased it for $2.55 million, so they stand to make a tidy profit on the sale. It's been a busy 2020 so far for Real uh, Housewives of New York alum Bethany Frankel, who finally unloaded two properties, her Soho condo and one of her Hamptons retreats. The Post reported last week that Frankel finally sold her seven-bedroom residence in Bridgehampton for $2.28 million after listing it for $2.99 million. It's a good thing she made a slight profit there because her Soho condo ended up selling for a significant loss. Almost three years on the market, Frankel sold her two-bedroom apartment at 22 Mercer Street for $3.65 million last month. That's a $550,000 loss compared to the $4.2 million she paid for the pad in 2014 and more if you factor in what uh, she spent on the extensive renovations. Well, you can't get 2014 prices today after all. Anyway, moving on, uh, we want to talk about the New York Department of State issued guidance on rent reform laws effective banning brokers' fees for renters. Specifically, this would mean that New York renters would no longer have to spend thousands of dollars up front to cover the cost of security and brokers' fees, which could end up to 15% of their yearly rent. 
brokers would still be able to collect a fee for representation, just not at the expense of the renter. Instead, landlords would now be liable for paying the hefty uh, broker fee. The ban rocked the New York real estate industry. Brokers claim that the new rule would provide limited relief, if any, to tenants because landlords could increase rent to cover the cost of the broker's fees. They argue that although tenants wouldn't be paying the fee up front, renters could potentially feel that cost throughout the year in their monthly rent. While renters praised the unexpected ban, it certainly came as a shock to landlords and brokers across the state. Suddenly, landlords are faced with difficult decisions on whether to use a broker at all. Renters had about a week to celebrate before they were forced to unzip their wallets once again. The Real Estate Board of New York filed a a lawsuit against the Department of State, and shortly after, Supreme Court Justice Michael McKay issued a temporary restraining order on the week-old fee ban. The lawsuit was also supported by several big-name brokerages that felt the new law was enacted without considering key industry players and that it went against a real estate procedural norm. Meanwhile, the ban on the broker's fees for renters has divided the real estate community in New York City. On the renter's side, the ban addressed the issue of continually raising prices of New York City real estate. As such, renters feel this ban relieves some of the financial pressures imposed upon them by extensive costs like broker fees and security deposits, which could make housing cost a little more affordable. However, landlords and developers don't believe the ban will be a positive outcome. In particular, the ban could make uh, landlords responsible for adding the fee into any other existing costs they may have already, such as property taxes, maintenance, and more. If the ban is made official, landlords will act accordingly and raise the monthly rent rates. And if that happens, uh, then uh, the ban's original purpose to alleviate the financial stress of the renters will be futile. In the meantime, the temporary restraining order is in effect until at least March 13, 2020, when the Department of State is due for a response in court. Both sides will be allowed to present a fair case in court. So far, at least the next few weeks, brokers can legally continue to request and collect commissions from renters. However, what happens after March 13th is anyone's guest. So we have an esteemed uh, collection of folks here this morning in our business. Kathy Taub from Sotheby's International Realty, Alyssa Sotobrodo from Compass, and Tony Sargent from Compass and a few others are joining us in a bit. So good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for coming. Good morning. Good morning, Vince. Thanks for having us. Good to see you. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about um, what is going on today. You know, you had a recent um, field trip in Albany, but before we get into all these issues and the field trip uh, where you met with legislators, which I think is an unbelievable thing because sometimes, you know, know, as a Redney member, I wonder really what the heck is going on out there in support of us as agents. So before we get into all of that, we are all Redney members, okay, because we have to be, we have no choice. Now there is your organization, NIRAC. How do you compare and why should an agent join this continuum? So, Naira, this is Kathy Taub speaking. Thanks, Vince, for having us. Uh, there's a lot going on in the real estate environment right now in the state of New York. And uh, we are very supportive of Revney at NIRAC, but we felt that it was important to have an organization that was uh, whose mission is to support agents. And we are really small business owners and feel that uh, in the past, the uh, organization Revney has been uh, very focused on big landlords and developers and commercial enterprises, and that the uh, heads of the brokerage firms have had more of a say, uh, and essentially um, 
we as small business owners have not been represented uh, to the extent that we feel is fair given our uh, contributions to revenue. In fact, we were able to, at, at NIRAC this year, uh, win two seats, or really capture two seats on uh, the revenue board, which is a first. So that was a big accomplishment for us. Yeah, that was fantastic, and and I totally agree with that. But why do you think, though, that we and I, again, and we're not here to knock Revney. They've been around for a long time. I'm I'm just trying to have the listening audience out there understand the differences between the two organizations. One being new, one being around for as long as I'm in the business, uh, eighteen, nineteen years. You know, so you know, why is it though that most agents out there in the field who are working hard, who are doing their jobs, paying their 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 dues every year, which are sizable. Why do they feel that they're not being supported adequately enough from an organization that we, you know, honestly have no reason, I mean, no, I mean, we have no choice but to, to be a member of? So I think there is, Tony Sargent, um, I think there's an assumption from agents that we pay our revenue fees and they're taking care of us. And I think, you know, we've come from a time where we were part of these big organizations and we didn't really have our own voices. So we signed up for revenue. Revenue took care of what it needed to do. We also were in an environment for many years where um, you know, the, 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 mar- the market, the conditions of the market were very favorable to the real estate industry. So that's also changed. And I think when you're looking at Rebney, they're, they're, they're sort of, their voices come from the leaders of the companies as well as the developers and people like that. And so they've actually also recognized the change in the environment and they've actually added some lobbyists now on behalf specifically of agents and stuff like that in the last few weeks. But I think it's really that as agents, we've always paid our dues and expected things to be done for us. I think perception wise, especially when we went up to Albany, our voice is hidden in between the voices of the many that Rebney are representing. And I think to Kathy's point, they, their voice of the developers and people like that were, were louder than ours sometimes. And that's where NIREC is, is differentiating in that we as contributing members to this industry and to our clients want a voice at the table. And that's what we're doing. And, it's look, and our goal is also to elevate the game in New York and elevate the business and the way it's working. So working in conjunction with Rebney. Um, but also separating ourselves to have a voice that we can also have a voice at the table. We're going to get into all of that after the break, but 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 again, just just to to clarify for the listening audience out there, a lot of whom are our agents in this town, there seems to be a disconnect. Okay, and I get your point. You know, the, the industry has changed, it has grown. You know, we have grown along with the industry as much as we can. But a lot of the laws that have come down from Albany this year. Uh, you know, just just on name the, the the rental thing for one. You know, all of the increases, and again, we'll talk about this more after the break. The increases in transfer taxes and mansion taxes, etc. It's almost as if they're working against us. And I don't understand, and a lot of people out there don't understand why that is. And maybe we'll get to the 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 the, the talk about that later. But first, coming up after the break, we're going to continue um, this conversation and a lot more. This is Good Morning New York Real Estate on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We are coming right back, so don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show, and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network, Real Estate Investing, live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. 
There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market, and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back uh, with the NYRAC uh, crowd. Kathy Taub, Alyssa Sotobrodo, Brody, excuse me, and Tony Sargent. All right, so the Department of State issued new guidelines prior to the, uh, the restraining order uh, last month regarding the collection of rental fees by uh, the exclusive broker. Based on the current understanding of the law, current rental deals, leases which were fully executed prior to January 31st this year remain intact, and there is no change in how the commission is structured. Uh, this also applies uh, to the fully executed leases awaiting approval, uh, including deals in condos and co-ops. Two, any rental deals currently being negotiated must be renegotiated uh, according to the new DOS guidelines. If you represent the landlord, you can only collect your commission from the landlord. If you represent the tenant, you can only accept the fee from the tenant. And three, if you represent a tenant and the co-broker from another firm uh, demands a commission from your tenant, that is not allowed under the new guidelines for... All active rental exclusives must be immediately converted to owner-paid exclusives. The listing should be marked as no fee uh, on the web as the notice to co-brokers. This guidance demonstrates a fundamental misunderstanding as to how the rental 
uh, real estate market currently operates, a market that works for the benefit of the consumers, okay? So my question, guys, is, you know, the way the guidance is drafted, it creates an incentive for agents to only represent tenants, really. And at the end of the day, you know, gone is the the opportunity to earn 15% of the annual rent or anything close to that. Now it's one month fee and it's paid by the um, landlord. What does Albany have to say about that? In your trip up there, in your talks with legislators, what's the deal with that? Um, This is Alyssa. I think the most fascinating part about our trip was the realization that they actually didn't understand all the unintended consequences of the guidance. And, and they really were looking, they actually were grateful that we had taken the trip up there and sat at the table and started to have this discussion because truthfully, I don't think that it was passed with, with the intention of causing this chaos and confusion and anger among the industry. So I think the biggest part about our trip was going out there and and letting them know, hey, these were the unintended consequences. This is what's happening. Let's sit down so that you can pass guidance with an understanding of how it truly affects our industry, boots on the ground. And I think also there's um, there is also the question of there's a lot of misinformation out there in terms of the media. The media came out and said tenants no longer have to pay fees. The right. reality of that guidance, which wasn't law, but it was guidance, was um, that landed on us like with no notice. Was that the tenant would have to would be still be required to pay the tenant's broker's fees? It was the landlord that would have to pay the landlord's broker's fees, which historically the tenant was paying. The reality of it is, is as soon as that went through, most landlords started raising the rents to cover that fee. So I think landlords still they may or may not have an incentive to hire an agent to represent them. But in most cases, most landlords haven't historically, the small landlords, co-ops and condo landlords, haven't wanted to deal with the public directly. So that's why they hire us. And so in that instance, it's for us then to ask the landlord to pay us versus they just we just don't get paid at all. Historically, what I found is any any landlord that I've had where they've paid the fee, I've rented that property, for, like a studio will rent for $600 more a month than when there was a tenant paying the fee. So really what it's doing is it's it's taking away the barrier to entry, the, the deposit up front, and it's moving it to the rent. So for example, a studio that rents for 3,800 instead of 3,200, that that tenant is actually going to end up paying 2000 more in the first year for that apartment, $33,000 more by year four. So there's, I think there were a lot of unintended consequences and it wasn't really well thought out. Tell us a little bit more about the trip up there. So what, you know, kind of what inspired it and, and thankfully you guys did that, but what inspired it? Who did you talk to and what was really the result of it? What, it, what was the, the takeaway from this particular meeting? So what inspired it is that at NIRAC, we have hired a lobbyist. We've hired Mercury. Excuse me. And uh, they've been incredibly effective in uh, bringing us pending legislation and uh, encouraging us to make our voices heard. Uh, One of the most alarming uh, aspects of our trip was that we heard from many legislators that they basically said, where were you last year uh, when we were considering this legislation? And it, and the I hope we have an opportunity to talk about certain other aspects of the legislation of the of um, the rent laws that we're talking about because they they really hit us in a number of other ways as well. Uh, so really, it was the the hiring of our of our uh, lobbyists that uh, encouraged us to go up to Albany. And in fact. Uh, we really need to mobilize all of the NIRAC members and any other agents in New York City who are concerned about the future of our profession. All right, let, 
Go ahead. And I think that to, to Kathy's point, I think that what we really realized and heard up there was that that point of where were you last year, which means our assumptions as agents was Rebney was our voice. And they were saying, we didn't hear you. We heard all the tenants. And so for what I got out of it was that a voice is a voice. And if there's no voice being if they, if you're not sitting in with them or you're not up there in front of them, they're actually not hearing you. So I think that's what we're trying to do is get our voice as agents, as individual business owners, as individual constituents of those legislatures, um, neighborhoods. We actually should have a voice as much as anybody else. All right, going back to Kathy's point because I was going to get to that in a minute. But so let's go back to June of 2019 when when all of these rent laws came out and this commission uh, issue that really raised its head in February was part of that June 19, uh, June 2019 uh, guidance or whatever they wanted to call it. But it was ignored for almost six months. So what what was their take, what was their reason for the June 2019 rent rules, rent regulation changes? I mean, it really wreaked havoc in this town from day one. I mean, it, it it's not even, you know, it's changed everything. We understand that uh, the loudest voices are the voices that get heard. And so going back to when the legislation was uh, introduced, there is really an appetite now. And, and, and we should just mention that we're very pro-tenant. I mean, we, we understand how expensive it is to rent uh, apartments in New York City and to buy apartments in New York City. So we, our interests are aligned with the consumer. Uh, and as Tony has mentioned, you know, this, this law has done nothing but uh, increase, potentially increased uh, the, the cost of renting apartments because the, uh, once you have an increase in rent, uh, it gets compounded over uh, the course of the lease. But um, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> I think that what is interesting about the rent laws, and I think that what was also interesting, the reaction in Albany is that brokers or the real estate professionals are being kind of grouped into this landlord tenant, um, almost like owners and developers, whereas we're not, we're actually here to serve the purpose and be the advocate and agent for both the, for both sides. And I think that's the part that was being kind of left out of the conversation in that we aren't the owners. We aren't the tenant. We are the middleman. Again, boots on the ground, and we can actually advocate and help. You know, bring both sides to the table. I mean, we are in a very you know politically hot environment the past several years. Republicans and Democrats, whether it's on a state level, whether it's on a national level, et cetera, et cetera. And not to get into politics because that's another whole um, chapter. But I think a lot of people, a lot of people, when I say people, I mean agents here in this particular city, you know, are concerned with what Albany is doing, okay? Democratic legislature, Democratic, you know, a government in Albany, what are they doing? Starting with the mayor of this city, de Blasio, carrying on about low-income housing, middle-income housing, and trying to, I think people feel like he's trying to bring everything down to that level you know, causing landlords who for years have run buildings and who own buildings and who now can't upkeep buildings because their hands are tied. You know, what, you know, we go from one to the other through these years and the 18 years that I'm in this business, you know, what, 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 you know, what are they thinking up there? I mean, they say to you, well, you should have come up last June, but okay, so last June, why did they pass the rules, the laws? That they that they pass. Just to finish on the train of thought that I lost a moment ago, uh, the the reason is we think that 
we have a very progressive uh, legislature right now, and it is extremely popular to come down on when the real you say estate progressive, industry. Say, define what you mean by progressive. Uh, I mean it's it's and, fully well, think, it's fully democratic, and and which look, I'm a, I'm a Democrat, and I support uh, support most of the initiatives. But um, uh, in, in terms of progressive, we've we've swung extremely left, and it's very popular to be yeah. anti anti-business or anti-real estate, really, uh, with very short, very short-sightedness. Yeah. Well, and I think That's also... That's exactly I mean, what I'm getting with. Uh, and I yeah. think in all fairness, I think they're also looking at their constitu- constituents. And you've had a city that has been very pro, pro-real estate for a long right. time, which has helped grow this city. I mean, I've been here for 33 years. And it's evolved. And what has been, you know, there's a lot of people, I think, been shut out of, of neighborhoods or shut out. You know, they've been moved out of neighborhoods because their neighborhoods have increased in value and things like that. So I think those voices are now coming to the table. And I think there needs to be a balanced voice because what happened last year is you had all the voices coming from the tenant side. But our voices and the voices of the industry was kind of left unheard. And so they were responding to the voices they heard. And that was the tenants groups. And so I think we, again, but going back to NIRAC, our position is to come back and make sure that these unintended consequences that they didn't realize before they enacted this stuff, what are they going to be? And how do we help influence them or help guide them so that we get a balanced legislation that handles, helps the real estate industry as well as the consumer, whether you're buying, selling, or renting. All right, we've got to take a break. Stand by. We're live from Smash Studios here in Hudson Yards, New York. You are listening to Voice of, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. I am Vince Rocco. Don't go away. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show, and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network, Real Estate Investing, live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market, and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, we are back, and we're talking about uh, all of these changes up in Albany when it comes to the rent rules. NIAC, uh, NIRAC, excuse me, NIRAC uh, people are here. Kathy Taub, Alyssa Soto Brody, Tony Sargent, and Jacques Cohen from Compass also just joined us. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you, Jacques. Um, all right. So what I want to find out here is, Kathy, you brought up a good point in the uh, in the break. So why don't we get into that? So, you know, the, the, the consequences of not being able to post escrow in, you know, in today's day with you know, extra security. You know, somebody said to me the other day, well, you know, I want to I want to ask for uh, two times the rent in a pet security because, you know, it's a big dog and I don't really want dogs in my apartment. And, you know, we just put new floors. And I said, well, you know, you really can't do that. So, you know, the, so deals are being broken. People are walking away on both sides of the fence, whether it's the sell, the owner of the apartment or the renter. So, you know, what what is the 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 results? I mean, how do we fix this? Well, there's actually a couple of legislators in Albany now that have uh, drafted a bill to address this again unintended consequence of the rent law, which is that. Uh, uh, potential co-op shareholders, tenant shareholders, are no longer permitted to post an escrow, which right. is something that enabled uh, young people or people who didn't have sufficient liquidity to pass a co-op board uh, were able to to buy into certain buildings because they could post a year of escrow and, and um, the co-op boards would allow them to purchase an apartment based on that. That's no longer legal under this rent law. And there are legislators who say, please support us. We need to hear your voice. This is a bill we have. We 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 don't have the support we need for it yet, which is mind-boggling uh, because, again, it's an unintended consequence. But that is something that we need to have our voices heard. And, uh, and again, NIREC really is, really is imploring our agents uh, to mobilize and get engaged. Aside from that, you know, there are so many other issues. Well, l- let me ask you something. So in the, in the co-op world, okay, that's very different from the rental building world and, and the condo world. Things like, and even on the condo side, you can only charge $20 for an application fee. Now, managing agents charge $600, $1,000. I represent a building where, you know, I'm taking, you know, uh, checks hopefully today or tomorrow for a condo rental application, $2,000. So where where does that all jive with this? I mean, so it's interesting because I just got a new the building I the co-op I live in. And I just got the new application fee, the sublet application, and all the fees that traditionally were that were for this for the tenant have now moved, just been moved over to the landlord. So it's actually gotten more expensive. To all of a sudden, the landlords are now having to bear all the costs. Well, in some buildings, there is a there is a three percent you know charge per month. For subletting, okay, and that that that's for all owners of the building, yep. and they they pay or fifty anyway. or fifty percent of your maintenance. You know, well, whatever whatever yeah. their whatever their calculation is or algorithm is that that's fine. But but I'm talking about the fees. You know, six hundred for application, two fifty for credit check. That's that's know, what I move that, in, move out. I so mean, what what the legislature your, your, right? So what the legislature wow. was trying to do was take the cost off the buyer, off the tenant. And make it easier for people to be able to rent apartments and more affordable. What okay. they and so to your point, managing agents are charging six hundred dollars for an application fee. They're charging another two hundred dollars for credit check fees, even though it's only fifty dollars to get one. Instead of them adjusting those fees down to what the law said they should, they're just now putting that on the ten on the landlord. 
Um, go ahead, John. Yeah, I just wanted to admit I'm dealing with closer. this. Uh, I'm dealing with this personally right now, where I actually own an apartment on 23rd Street. I serve on the board there as the vice president, and we're dealing with this precise situation. There are actually two different um, issues here. First is defining who the landlord actually is, because the legislation limits the landlord from collecting twenty dollars. The owner of the actual condominium should be the landlord, whereas the HOA and the tenant uh, fees to the board. That's a very good point. That's, Go ahead. Continue. That's been a contested uh, subject, and different lawyers have opined on it differently. So we're still kind of uh, going back and forth about that. The, the issue of pushing the cost onto the tenant that Tony just brought up is also a separate issue because it's not going to save them any money. They're just going to build it into the rent. But aside from that, there still is ambiguity as to who has to cover that cost because, yes, when I find a tenant for my apartment, my broker or myself can only charge 20 bucks to check their credit on on-site or wherever third party we use. However, after that, if they're renting in a condominium and they're taking that luxury, should they have the entitlement to also not pay the fees to the to the governing body there? So that's a big issue because it's a very big gray yeah. area. I'm involved, unfortunately, well, fortunately, whatever, however you want to look at it, in two rentals right now in the condo building that I represent, and you know everybody is doing this. No one knows where to go. No one knows who's the, who the fee belongs to or where it right. should fall. And the managing agents don't care because they get the money anyways. So they err on the side of caution and actually just change the application but, and then that's very true. But going back to what you said about, you know, in your building and in Tony's building, there's got to be some kind of guidance from the managing agents, I believe, to the unit owners or shareholders in a co-op that says, here are the new rules and regulations when and if you want to rent your unit. Now, in a co-op, you know, you can't rent all that easily anyway. So it, it's not that big of a deal. But in condos, people buy just to do that. Investors today are sitting back saying, hey, wait a minute. All of these laws are changing. All of these rules are changing. Looks like all these fees are coming in my direction. As it is, you know, they have issues with I can't get a 5% cap rate, a 6% cap rate, you know, whatever the number is that they have in their head that they want to get. Now you start adding all these fees on top of things. They walk away and say, well, I can't make money in this investment going forward, you know, and it's up to us to kind of try and, you know, spreadsheet it out for them to try and help them understand how that can happen. Quite frankly, it's not been that easy. You know, my, my question, you know, is, and I think Alyssa touched on this a little bit, you know, the disconnect with the current administration in Albany where it relates to real estate agents making money. Now, you guys, again, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot more about NIRAC in the next segment, what you are, who you are, what you're doing, and, and how we all need to get behind you. But what is the disconnect in Albany right now that doesn't understand that real estate agents, you know, need to make money. And every time they do foolish things, I'll, I'll use the word foolish things, you know, they take money out of our pockets. And what they do is they, you know, they kind of poison the marketplace out there. I mean, the same day that the no commission thing came into play, I had to go show two of my rentals in my condo <laughs> building. And the minute they walked in the door, I understand there's no fee. Well, hold on a minute. Breathe. Let's kind of understand something here. Wait a minute. And then a couple, a couple of days later, of course, there was the, the, the lawsuit and the pushback. But, you know, it doesn't take much for the consumer out there to say, hold on, wait a minute. So what does Albany not think about when it comes to the agents in this town 
in making well, money. I, I think Tony there's a fee anyways. In. No, I think Tony <laughs> hit the nail on the head is they forget that we also are constituents. They forget that we're small business owners. They forget that. Do they forget that? Well, I, I do believe that yeah. right now the real estate industry is the villain. I think that the financial industry was a villain for a while. And now the new villain is real estate, especially developers, which then trickles down into agents. Well, I mean, I think it's also, if you look at it, I think it's also, you know, we've got 10 years of, of, of reality TV that is projecting us as a certain way of being an agent is this person that's on TV. That's everyone's idea today. You know, when I got in the business 20 years ago, agents didn't have a good reputation. Now they have the reputation of being a TV star with all these millions. And so it's very easy for all of us to go there. I think we have to be very careful and say Albany and using even the term Albany because there's a lot of legislatures up there. And we met with several, that, uh, many that were actually, they just had not heard our voice. And we gave them pause and we gave them things to think about. And they said, we want you to come back. So I think it's about always remembering mm -hmm. that why does it matter that every NIRAC member gets involved and every REVNI member gets involved? Because your voice is one voice. And one voice means one vote. And one vote is what they listen to. Well, you know, I want to I key off on what you just said a minute ago. They did not hear our voice. Why didn't they? Our voices weren't being heard. We were not being represented. Uh, and I find that flabbergasting. I mean, quite frankly, I just cannot accept that. So, and again, not to beat on one organization, whatever, but how or why are we not being heard? I just don't understand that. As I said earlier, maybe it was in a commercial break, I believe every organization that supports an agent in this town needs to be sitting in Albany or wherever and representing the agent pool in this town across the board. I mean, for example, rumor has it that the next plan of attack from Albany legislatures, as it comes down hard on sales commissions, okay, sales commissions next were a standard 6%. Now they're talking potentially 3 or 4% as a standard. How do you co-broker 3 or 4%? Again, going back to what I was asking Jock before, what are they thinking about as far as our livelihood? I mean, this is not a game. This is an but entrepreneur, independent contractor. This is our livelihood. I do want to mention that Rental agents, on the whole, average around $60,000 a year. These are not million-dollar agents, as right. Tony said, you know, running around on television. So uh, this, this is a group of people that, because of this rental law, will essentially be put out of business. Yeah, I think what it's... Well, um, and, and honestly, so a, a few, which shall remain nameless, a couple of uh, rental companies right after this law change either merged with other larger companies or went out of business because the rental agent, as Kathy just said, not going to be able to make money. And I think How could and you I, possibly make money in this new arena? You cannot. I think it's, it's, it's eliminating a profession. You know, I graduated law school at a time where I couldn't get a good job, even a $50,000 offer as an attorney, as a first year, you know, associate. Correct. This... This career, this industry, this being able to be a small business owner gave me the ability to stay in Manhattan, have a career, um, in, you know, create a profession for myself. And I think that that story, as Tony said, because it's been glamorized over the years, is the story that not only Albany, just the general public forgets what our purpose and our role is. And I think that NIRAC, what it's doing is creating that voice and that that ability to be like, hey, guys, do you remember why we're here? Do you remember what our role is, what our purpose and what value we serve? Because we all know we can go on for days of stories of 
we serve a great value to our community, a great value. And I think it's being overlooked by a lot of it. Well, again, I, I think that that hold hold it for a second, Tony. We got to go to break, but but you're right on that one. I totally agree with that. And when we come back from break, I want to get more into what NIRAC's, you know, uh, existence is all about where we can and i was very very excited a year ago uh, when you guys uh, formed but where we can make a difference where our voices can be heard and hopefully much much more representation in albany on the other side of the break we've got that and more don't go away this is good morning new york on the voice america talk radio network we are coming right back The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders, so you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, we are back to segment four, our last segment, and I wanted to get more into the NIRAC um, mission, okay? But before we do that, there are have been many recent uh, laws passed uh in the past year, mansion tax, transfer tax, significant increases to real estate taxes in New York. Has anybody paid attention? I'm sure you all have <laughs> to the real estate taxes in condominiums and 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 whatnot in this town. It's unbelievable, crazy, unbelievable. Uh, what did the state legislatures ha- legislators have to say about that? Well, I mean, did that come up in conversation when you were up there chatting with them? 
that didn't come bit, up that no. didn't come up per se but the the reason is is that we need desperately to raise money in New York City uh, and the way that the legislators feel is the easiest way to do that with the least amount of pushback from their constituents or the loudest constituents is through real estate and again that is we believe very short-sighted because we don't want to have laws that uh, typically increase real estate taxes, increase uh, uh, transaction costs, and as a result, uh, discourage people from uh, uh, transacting in New York City. Uh, so ultimately, every, prof- every industry is affected if there is a reduction in purchasing and renting in New York City. You know, listen, you know, it's a tale of two cities. Actually, you've got the, the, the push for the, the middle-income, lower-income housing, and then you've got the the higher end raising taxes, raising common charges, raising purchase prices. I mean, it's kind of like where the hell is the middle? There isn't any longer, and there hasn't been in a long time, but the last year or two has gotten even more um, incredible. So what's happening on March 13th? Okay, uh, we push back. Uh, Department of State got sued or whatever. March 13th is the day that apparently something may happen. Either we stick to the uh, no-fee rental scenario or it changes. Any idea of what's going to happen on March 13th? I think the best plan of action would be to encourage all our listeners to get in touch with their assemblymen. Call your local assemblymen. Get on the phone. Get on the emails. Call them and let them know and have your voice be heard as a constituent to them. And um, I think that's the best, best option for us. It's the only way we're going to be heard at this point. And, and just, I mean, just one of the things to just putting this all in context, right? You have the TV version of a real estate broker, but nationally, I think it's a, a really high percentage of real estate agents are actually single moms that have raised families. Our founders, our founders' mom was a single mom and raised a family, raised her son to, you know, and the, and the way they were able to do this is through real estate, being a real estate broker. And helping helping other people. I mean, my whole model is like I don't sell real estate. I work with people in transition in their lives. That's what we do. We work every single day with people that it's are looking. It's a lifestyle sale. It's, it's not a, a transaction. Well, it's a it's not a transaction exactly. It's like someone's buying a home to raise a family, and we're helping guide them through that process. And it's a very challenging process in New York. And helping and then for themselves as well. This is where they're going to live for the next ten years. And I think this is what's lost in all these conversations about deals and monies and commissions is that this is where people are going to live, and especially when you're buying and selling, this is where you're going to raise your family or raise, have a partner. And this is where you're going to create your memories. And I think that's lost. And I think this is where we as agents need to speak up and remind legislatures that we are here actually serving the consumer and serving the public. And we have to touch more and more people to make one sale today than we did five years ago, that we wake up every single day without a payroll, without a health insurance plan. We do not get paid until we close a deal until someone actually chooses. And they can choose to work with us for five months and walk away. All right. So that brings me to what I wanted to, to talk about this segment. Is So, NIRAC, what is the mission here to, to address these things that you just brought up? Where, why should all these agents in our town, and I believe that they should, sign up for this organization, have our voices heard in Albany, which we've stated many times here, to date has not been heard. What or what do you say to agents today to inspire them to join this movement? This is a movement. This affects every single agent in the city, in the state. Uh, we need to illustrate and make clear the value we bring because when they come we, up Nirac? with... 
Yes, yeah. as agents, we need to speak collectively and we need to, to argue strongly what our role is, what the value is that we bring, because when they devise these laws, uh, they don't understand some of the context and some of the nuance. We need to bring as many uh, personal anecdotes into the picture, have them hear it, let them understand what we bring to the table, number one. And the second tier is, even if we were removed, the consequences, the unintended consequences of this legislation are only going to hollow out the middle class more. They're not going to bring real estate prices anywhere even approximating affordable to the working class. If you fix uh, commission from 6 to 3%, what does that do for real estate values? It doesn't do anything. It's not going to bring somebody from the working class making $40,000 a year into a condominium. So we need to argue what we bring to the table within within real estate here and at the same time explain that what they're doing doesn't even have the right consequence to begin with. I'd like to just mention that we, uh, we've we been talking about politics and legislation uh, and that's been a really important uh, part of our work here at NIRAC, but we were founded for additional reasons, which I'd like to to mention, uh, because we, we were founded to uh, encourage transparency in our business, ethics, advocacy, best practices, education, collegiality, and professional networking. So there are other uh, reasons why we exist besides uh, the political arm, and, and, and the political arm has just become a front and center because of uh, the legislation that we're talking about and other pending legislation. But uh, being a, a NIRAC member, uh, it, it really enables you to have uh, access to incredible events uh, and education. And also, we believe that uh, consumers will understand the value uh, that an agent who is an IREC member, because it, it's not an automatic entry, you know, you do need to have a certain level of, of ethics and professionalism to be invited to the organization. Are your voices being heard at the Department of State and at REBNY enough I, as an organization? We're, it's too soon it's just to tell. We're, we're, yeah. we're just yeah. getting started. There was... But, but we do fail. need everyone. You know, it's not just a, a, a small group of us that can effectuate change. Right. In fact, uh, anyone listening now or any anyone uh, who's listening and has a friend or colleague, anyone should be picking up the phone today, tomorrow, every single day, calling your assemblyman and, and expressing outrage over what's going on in Albany. If if people are relying on others to do their work, it just won't get done. Out of sight, think, out of mind. Right. And I think to, to your point about why not Rebney, well, that's what everyone's done is we've paid whatever pay we paid to Rebney, but we expected someone else to take care of it. Well, that's not the environment anymore. We were in a very pro real estate environment for the last 20 years. We're not in that environment anymore. So this is your livelihood. If you are a broker, you need to speak up and don't be frustrated. Just take some action because this is a moment where the real estate market has gone down. It's harder to make money as a real estate agent. And there are legislation, legislation is being passed that is going to make it even harder for you to sell and buy because it's just going to make it more costly. And I've seen, you know, some of this legislation has happened in London, has happened other places, and it has sort of decimated those markets in some ways. So it's important that you get involved and you can't just sit back and go, I'm, I, you know, someone else is going to take care of this for me. And that's where we come into, into play. All right. Two takeaways from this particular broadcast today. Call your local legislator here in New York City. Get involved. Get your voices heard and join NIRAC. All right, that's our broadcast for today. Thank you for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, or Instagram at Vince Rocco. We are back next week because if it is Tuesday morning, it is Good Morning New York Real Estate. Shoot for the moon, everyone. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. 
be kind to one another, and for all of us at Voice America all around the world. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones. 